This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Shane McClendon from Shane McClendon Builder and Seth Bledsoe from Fireplace Chimney Sweep Solutions. I had a really hard time saying that four times last night. I was doing a promo for the show, and I had to say the name of your business several times over, and it is a tongue twister. And It is the middle of summer, and your uh, air conditioner is really blowing and going right now, but it's a great time to be thinking about a chimney inspection and cleaning a chimney sweep. We've got one here today to uh, tell us the advantages of cleaning your chimney this time of year. And, of course, he'll take your questions about your chimney, including things like leaks and, and, and cleaning. I mean, anything you got to think about. So you want to do that. Also, we've got Shane McClendon here and uh, Shane of uh, ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com to take all your general home improvement questions. So you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you fellas doing today? Doing well. Doing great. Okay, good job. Uh, we Now, I started, I told you guys before we got into this, hey, look, coming up in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you about your honeydew list. Okay, so here we go. You're now on the spot. What was your honeydew list this week? What you what you have to do? Well, my honeydew list has been going on since last January. Um, oh, good. A subdivision went in just about a mile away from my wife's school where she's uh-huh. assistant principal. Uh-huh. I lost that argument real fast, so I've been building the house oh. for her on the nights and weekends since January. So that's my honeydew list. You have <laughs> got to be you. No. Nope. When I finish, I'll have you over. So, like, my wife asked me the, last night, okay, here's, this was my honeydew. Mm-hmm. My honeydew was, hey, can you change the bulb in the kids' bathroom, you know, before you go to work? That was my big honeydew. You're building a house. I am, and I'm almost finished, thank God. Wow. Jason, my honeydew list sounds about like yours. My What's wife that? wants me to hang some pictures in the hallway. Hey, that's, that's enough, though. <laughs> if you do that, if you hang pictures, that is... Uh, that's not actually a small thing. We've actually had calls here on the show for that because there are different kind of walls, and everybody wants to know what kind of nail or screw or thing to hang on and uh, how much the picture weighs and how much it can hold. And So mm-hmm. that's an actual thing, so I'll give you that. If, if you want to get, like, really crazy, bring out the level. That's yes. when you know you're, like, at, <laughs> at beast mode in hanging pictures is when you bring out the level. So anyway, we're talking this morning, uh, chimneys, and, and uh, Shane, of course, you're no stranger to the show. Thanks for coming in today. Uh, of course, your brother was here, Timmy, last week. We should get you guys a show. He's been working on uh, any interesting projects at work? Any big remodels or anything? Any big oh, yeah, builds? I've always, I've always got builds and remodels and stuff going on. Um, we're doing a, a, about a 2,500-square-foot addition right now that's got a really, really big um, handicapped bathroom in it. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. So you're doing an accessible bathroom. What do they call that? Um, ADA or yeah, it's just well, the type I go of for more of the aging building. in place. Aging in place. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. The aging in place. That's right. a that's a that's a really neat thing that builders are getting into. Mm-hmm. That that is making homes usable for people through their entire lives. Right. It's it's really a, a real big demand for it right now, and it's it's in well, it's increasing more and more. So. Right. Okay. And, uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, said, 
So I've got to ask some questions just to get it started, just to get sure. everything started on sure. the chimney. So tell me about you. Uh, how long have you guys been in business? We've been in business since uh, 1979. We got started in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, where it's a lot of uh, a lot of snow and ice, so we got our feet wet pretty good. And um, you know, chimneys in Tulsa never went together for me. I just <laughs> never considered those two. I figured it was so hot out there that you know, ooh, cold in the winter. Okay, all right. Probably colder than here. Oh, much like, colder. Yes. Yeah. So okay. Uh, so you guys have been doing this for 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 a minute, and uh, our product our producer found out some great reviews, but this one stuck out. This seemed to be like a big job work done on total for, uh, of four chimneys for you guys. I got this is a review that was written uh, about fireplace chimney sweep solutions. I, I love it. Oh, is it Angie's list? Very cool. Fantastic. We've had ongoing problems with small leaks, which were patched over the years by different companies. Mr. Bledsoe's team of specialists worked miracles, no more leaks at all in the recent storms. They came promptly with several men working together, finished the job in a short time after giving us a good description of work to be done and prices. My gosh, did you pay somebody for that one, man? Oh, that was a beautiful <laughs> review. So, can that? Uh, do you remember that job? Uh yes, I do remember that job. Uh, four chimneys that had a lot of cracks in the chimney crown at the very top, and a lot of cracks in the uh, chimney stack itself, uh, which were allowing water to uh, pass through the chimney and run down into the uh, the fireplace, rusting the damper. Uh, but we've got them all corrected, got them all fixed, so there's no more leaks. That's amazing. Was that four chimneys on a single house? Oh, yes. Uh, that was a worked, nice house. Yes. We yes. Worked, worked, <laughs> where, I, I don't even know what it looks chimneys. like. <laughs> on a single house. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's go to the phones real quick. Uh, LaVon is on the line. He's got an air condition issue. What's going on, LaVon? Um, we washed it out yesterday, uh, waited 30 minutes before we turned it on. Uh, and it, it came on, stayed on for about 20 minutes, and then it went off. And it hasn't come on anymore. We can't get it to come on anymore. That is a hmm. question for my brother. Yeah, that um, sounds like a power thing. Yeah, probably. Did you check the breaker to ensure the breaker was still on? Okay, the breaker is on because there's a light uh, that also on that same current, and the light comes on. Now, is that the interior unit or the exterior unit? It's a window unit. Window unit. Okay. Oh. Okay. That, yeah, that, I, I'm gonna have to punt on that one because I don't know anything about the in, you know the window units at all. So uh, you know how long have how long has it been since uh, you did this procedure to it? Uh, we we did it last year. We washed it out last year. But you said you uh, did it yesterday also. Oh yeah, yesterday we we had to wash it out because it gets to the point where it um, the air is not cold when it when it's blowing. So right. we have to wash them out, get all the gunk out of it. And yeah. let me say that that um, you can do that. How long has that fully dried yet? Um, I don't know. Uh, we some of those have minutes. some of those have internal filters, and and meaning filters which can't be changed. And those filters will get wet after being washed, or you're doing anything like that. If they if they're not the kind that come out, and pulling air through a wet filter is very difficult for it so that may mean something but if it just won't come on at all how old is the unit uh 2016 mm. yeah I, I don't know the life expectancy of some of those units there some of them are made to last for a while some of them are, are not um 
It does sound like power of some uh, sort, yeah. though, LeVar. My guess is some, a, some water has, got in it somewhere and yeah, didn't have time to dry a, out. It has a remote. You know, you can be anywhere and match the remote and it'll come on. Uh-huh. Or um, there was an area in the front of it that we took down and I washed. I thought it was like a, uh, I thought it was dirty, but mm-hmm. it was, I washed the dirt off and it was gray. It wasn't, the dirt came off and the thing was gray. So I, I was told that that could have been my electronic, um, whatever. Uh, I may have washed it and I wasn't supposed to have washed it. And that's, that's what I'm kind of leaning towards. But there again, I mean, I don't know. Now, when you say you washed it, I mean, did you spray it off with a water bottle? Did you get a water hose after? No, we, 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 we took it down and we washed it with a brush. Uh, you know, the, where the insides where the, uh, the fan behind the condenser, it'd be a lot of behind the radiator. I'm, I'm gonna call it a radiator. Right. Behind that radiator thing, there'd be a lot of, uh, Junk. Yeah. And so yeah. we washed that out. Yeah. And we used the water, uh, the water hose with the uh, sprayer on the end of it to wash that thing out. Yeah. It may, it may just not be dry yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would unplug it and leave it unplugged for a little while and hopefully it'll dry it's back out and start working. We did it since yesterday. We unplugged it yesterday evening about one o'clock mm-hmm. and tried it this morning and it still didn't kick on. The, the surge protector kept kicking off. All right. Yeah, if the surge protector is kicking off, or if it's got some type of limit, you know, right. current limit or limiter on it or something, then uh, you, you may have cooked it. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> there's still, or there's still moisture in it, which is causing a uh, a current issue. So I probably need to sit it out in the sunshine, maybe that area. Sure. Yeah. Isn't gonna cost you anything to do that. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll do that. I'll All right, thanks, Levon. We appreciate it. I hope that helped out. Um, real quick, thank you very much. We've got a roofing, or not a roofing, but a chimney cleaning question here from email. Real quick, um, are we doing that now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to the email. Chimney cleaning. What is, okay, so said this is going to kind of put it out there real quick for everybody. Okay. What is a round figure, that's in quotes, estimate for cleaning a single chimney? It doesn't say what kind. And about how long does it take to complete the cleaning process? Okay. For a, for a question. For the uh, Metro Jackson area, uh-huh. uh, the cost to clean uh, just a regular brick fireplace is uh-huh. between 189 and 219 Oh, okay. Uh, to clean it. Uh, it takes about 30 to 45 minutes to clean it, depending on how dirty it is. Does that include, like? prep and all that other jazz. Yes, that, that includes setup and, and cleaning and, and, and removal of uh, the tarps and vacuums back out of the home about 45 minutes or so. Really? That yes. sounds like a show special there. Right, that's that's awesome. <laughs> well, I tell you what, when you've been doing it since 1979, you can get in there and get the job done. All right, good for you, good for you. Uh, oh, do you need to call in advance? Yes, yes. Give us a call in advance, 601-609-5540. All right. So, all right, uh, we'll give you another number here, too. 601, no, that's not the number, 877-MPB-RING. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. We're talking chimney sweeps with uh, Sed Bledsoe and uh, to any other home improvement projects. Talking to Shane McClendon, and you're working on with, uh, yeah, well, that's what we're doing. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 877 877- MPB ring. It's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Shane McClendon from Shane McClendon Builder and Chimney Sweep Sed Bledsoe from Fireplace Chimney Sweep Solutions. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, I had a, I had, I read an email, or an article yesterday that I just had to talk about on the show because, you know, Fix It 101 is really, in the end, about DIY, doing it yourself. And, and a lot of people try new things all the time. This article came out yesterday and said, people are putting black pepper in their washing machines, <laughs> but should you? Okay. And I'm like, huh? Black pepper? Well, apparently... Uh, people are putting black pepper in their washing machines to prevent fading. The idea, um, you know, everybody's always looking for a better DIY hack for better laundry. So it, my wife bought these these ball things that you put in the dryer. You know, there's all these gadgets and stuff. Well, anyway, according to bloggers, adding a teaspoon of ground black pepper to your laundry detergent prevents colors from fading in the wash. Mm-hmm. Anyway... <laughs> came back the researcher says that's all cute but it doesn't do anything you know the uh, the thing if you really the most popular hack to prevent fading of your clothes is adding distilled white vinegar to your laundry um and it says that the vinegar trick doesn't necessarily work but a lot of people believe it does so but they're saying outright if you've heard from your friends to put black pepper into your washing machine to keep the colors don't it's a waste of pepper I would save that for my fish. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And, uh, okay, so I've got another question for you here, Sid. Okay. Um, is spring and summer considered like an off-season for chimney sweeps? Yes, it is. And do, do you actually – so do you guys like – Sit around waiting for the first cold snap, or what? How does this work? <laughs> they, 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 uh, spring and summer is considered an off season in that we do eighty percent of our business in the fall and winter. Right. However, we do work with real estate agents and with uh, right. other people that are buying and selling homes, so we do mm-hmm. stay busy. Uh, we do other things such as uh, gutter cleaning, such as uh, right. air duct cleaning and dryer vent cleaning as well. Uh, you know, um, and I was going to talk about that, but we ha- have. People called you to do dryer duct cleaning? Absolutely. Really? Yes. Tell me about that. Dryer, dryer vent cleaning? Uh-huh. Uh, dryer vents cause about 65,000 fires a year in the United States. The uh, is that re- is that a fi- my gosh? No, that's I, I highly recommend if you've got a long run, especially that has nineties and you know turns and uh-huh. stuff like that. It absolutely needs to be cleaned. Really, yes. keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah. As, as a matter of fact, what a lot of the homes they when they build the dryer uh, vent runs, they make a ninety degree turn into the wall and it goes down under the slab and it goes out about fifteen twenty feet, some even longer. Right. Then makes another ninety degree turn upwards to come out of the wall. Up. So that lint gets trapped in those turns right. and causes clogs, which in turn causes the dryer to work very hard and, and uh, overheat and, eventually. And overheat yeah. and can cause fires. Wow. Okay. That's that's bigger than I thought it was. Absolutely. I've done it myself with one of those little spinny tool kits, and I've only got a six foot run, and it's right. straight. Right. But but I still did it, and you would be shocked. At what comes out of those tubes? I tell you How, what, it Jason. is. It is because it's wet lint, so it's only 190 pounds 
You know, I mean, it's right. a, it's so heavy and thick, and there's just no way to move it. You know? Right, right. I've gone out where some of the customers have gotten these little do-it-yourself kits from um, yeah. uh, from Lowe's, and, and right. And I've had to broken off. pull those, those off, off. <laughs> they broken off. I've got to find a way to get them out of the out of the vet now. This is where you want to tell people to go to Lowe's and get that kit. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so let's uh, Java. Are we good on the phone. Let's talk to Lauren and Natchez. What's going on this morning, Lauren? Oh, lots of stuff. I'm over here caulking. So, oh, no. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, I think bleach. that's for the medical show at 11. <laughs> uh, my mom said uh, two things make a, a marriage good, and one of them was caulk. You know, it's like love is like caulk. It just moves out all the rough edges. However, yeah. I, I've got a couple of comments. We had a lady named Ann that called a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she wanted to know the not the difference, but she wanted a gas or an electric. She, she couldn't make up her mind. And she had some sort of issue. Well, I've had gas and I've had electric. Mm-hmm. And since I've got my magnetic in- induction, it's better than both of them put together. It's perfect. Okay. You know? So which which company do you work for, Lauren? I don't. Okay, I don't. good. Now, you can answer some questions if that's the case. What are you talking about? What, what, what is this? It's got to be ranges. Go for it, Lauren. Tell me, yeah, what is this? A magnetic induction cooktop. They are becoming law out in California because they cut down on the carbon footprint but i've had mine for 15 or 20 years i guess i got one of the newer ones but it's a glass top yeah and it's electric but it has the control of a gas i can put a pot i can put on my burner my glass burner a paper towel put a pot with a quart of water in it turn it on high and boil the water and the paper towel gets hot it does not flame i'm not even going to talk to you anymore if you're going to just sit here and lie to me, I'm not even going to do this. She's not lying, man. <laughs> That's and amazing. I actually, an induction is uh, range is what I'm putting in, in in my house. Really? Yeah, I love I love to cook, and I cook uh, especially fish um, on uh, high heat. You know, like blacking and stuff right, like yeah. that. And man, it just makes a mess when I'm cooking with a lot of oils on high heat and stuff uh-huh. like that on my gas right. uh, cooktop. And I've got to take everything apart, clean it, all that stuff. And I went to an induction just for that. And w- actually, you're talking about the um, uh, aging in place thing. Uh-huh. They highly recommend that because for people that are cooking, I mean, you can. Am I am I right that you can remove your pot and pan? You can put your hand down right right behind it, and it's not even hot. No, it's hot. It but is you're hot. Not third degree burn like my son got right. years right. ago when he touched a burner. You right. know. Oh yeah. You'll there you, go. you won't get a third degree. You might get a first or second. But like I say, you can boil water with a paper towel underneath the pot, and it will it'll be hot, but it doesn't catch on fire. Right. That's and you also can boil water in like three minutes or under three minutes. No, no, ninety seconds. 90 seconds. There you go. This, this just even seems just unreal. I'll tell you how it works. I can't wait to fire mine up. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you, Laura. You said you had another thing also? Uh, right. The lady that called in, I think she was at an animal shelter or a kennel, and y'all were recommending the FRP board. And one thing she could do is to uh, put the FRP board horizontal. That way it would only be up four feet, which is all you're going to need for dogs. You don't need it to, to go vertically and go all the way up, and that would help. Uh, protect the dogs. It's easy to clean. It's sanitary, and she could save money by putting uh, putting it halfway, and then the rest of it sheetrock. Smart, so good thinking. Awesome. You were going to you were going to ask our uh, uh, said a question about a fireplace. Right, I have two fireplaces back to back. They have separate chimneys. Uh, I would like to remove one. Is that is that possible? Absolutely. Okay. 
long as they have the separate chimneys, which they do, because I've been up there cleaning cleaning one of them. Uh, all right. man, a few words said. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. In a situation like that, we will need to put eyes on to right, get yeah. you any additional information. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Lauren. That was awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, so, oh, let's go to an email right here. By the way, if you want to get a call on, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Okay, this is, this is going to be fun. And, and here we go, Shane. This is going to be kind of in your wheelhouse here. Wall outlet questions. Okay. All right. I removed a closet that had an outlet in one wall. I now want to set that outlet in the now exposed wall. Uh, the only issue is that there will be a bunch of extra wire left over. Is that a problem, or can I just leave the extra wire in the wall and close it up? That's number one. When you say bunch, I mean, I don't know how much we're talking about, but all you got to do is just cut the wire back. Go kill the circuit first, you mm-hmm. know, flip the breaker, and then uh, set your wall box on your rough framing, you know, 2 by 4 mm-hmm. uh, and just pull the new, you know, pull that wire through there, cut it to length, and set your outlet. Right. Okay. All right. And uh, let's see. Another thing. I also want to move a light switch from one side of a doorway to the other because I'm changing the direction that the door opens. It's smart. Uh, how difficult is this? Uh, depends on your uh, skill set. Now, when you say the other side of the wall, are we talking about the other like from right to left or are you talking about from in the room or out of the room right i'm thinking from in the room or or from the inside of one side of the wall to the inside of the other side of the wall yeah in that case you may have to you're gonna have to find out which one's a switch leg and verify that there's no other circuits running into that box um and then pull them back up into the attic it may be long enough to go over to the other side they may not be Uh, if they're not then you're gonna have to set a junction box in the attic and feed it feed the new switch from that junction box make sure you have a junction box and a cover just can't run an extension huh no okay all right good okay um hang on i want you to tell me said about creosote what what is that i keep seeing this word on my prep this morning and i don't what is it? Well, I'm, I'm glad you keep saying it because it's it's not a good thing. Creosote comes from burning wood that has too much moisture in it. Mm-hmm. That moisture is in the smoke, and the smoke goes up into the chimney in the fire um, smoke chamber, and it cools. And when it cools, that turns to droplets of tar, and those droplets of tar sticks to the side of the smoke chamber mm-hmm. and the flue, and it's called creosote. And it's highly flammable. So oh, that's, that's one reason that chimney needs to be cleaned annually to get all the soot and creosote out and to keep the home safe. Because all it takes is a spark to get up in that smoke chamber and flu uh, and hit that creosote to start a chimney fire. And that's what you want to avoid. That's why it's uh, extremely important to have that chimney clean annually. Is it is it me, y'all, or is listening to Sed say that make it really, really seem important? Just the way Sed says it. Oh, yeah. Dude, you got a killer voice. Yeah, he well, does. I mean, He's yeah. got a radio yeah. voice for sure. Go and give him that phone number one more time. 601 <laughs> right, let's go to uh, Charles real quick on Highway 61. What's going on, Charles? Uh, yes, sir. I'm calling to ask a question for a friend of mine. He's got a house that's got a... a, a two chimneys in it they were built correctly about 43 years old he's he's since put a a wood stove insert inside one of the chimneys because it's just more efficient heats better and and, and whatnot but uh, uh he's got he's got some creosote built up in it 
and uh, I'm concerned that his house is going to catch on fire if he don't get it cleaned out. Now, I am a mason. Uh, I, I laid brick, built many chimneys over a span of 34 years, so I'm familiar with, with, with how a chimney is built and how it works. Uh, he's he's resistant to pull this insert out because, well, it's a lot of trouble. I said, well, building a new house is a whole whole lot more of trouble. That's so, true. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm probably going to be uh, uh, instrumental in helping him do this. I just need to know what is the proper way as far as what chemicals uh, we might uh, have to use to, uh, uh, let's say we pull the insert out, what uh, uh, what chemicals are we going to have to use to to uh, to clean the inside to clean the inside of the flue liner so what cleans creosote i guess yeah um right well we typically don't use chemicals we typically okay. use a a rotary tool uh on a uh, drill and it spins and cleans the inside of the chimney and it just just wax all of it out Okay, so it's more of a brute force thing than it is kind of a, a melting off. You know, uh, yes. Of the creosote. Yeah, yes. okay. Kind of oh, chipping bit. it off. <laughs> Say what? I said, I said the, the, the bit on the on the tool must be really long. <laughs> we use a, um, it's like a, um, it's like a wire, um, and, it, and we have it formulated in like three different uh, tiers, Section? and it spins. Okay. It spins and it, it just cleans the inside of the brick really, really well. Okay. Now, I'd say, you know, it, it, it was built with flue liners. Now, all this stuff is going to come down on top of your damper. Uh, uh, mm, how do you go about cleaning that out? Make sure you have a good uh, vacuum cleaner that's going to vac out all of that soot that's falling. And you don't want to clean so fast that uh it gets it's gonna build up heavy so your that, damper won't close. That it that it comes up back into the into the home. Um right. uh, ideally the best thing to do is to is to call me so we can come out and <laughs> clean it. Because after we clean it what we do is we inspect the chimney to make sure that it's operational. Right. Uh, right. And that that that's the most critical part uh, of the whole process. Even after you get it all that crisp right. out of there. Hopefully, as a yeah, mason, I'm, you've got a good eye for cracks and uh, you know things of that right. nature. Well, it oh, looks yeah, like yeah. you got a camera, yeah. right, Sid? Yes, we do. Put a camera up in there to make sure that uh, uh, all, all the cracks are. Uh, if you have any cracks, that we can get them repaired. Because if you have a crack in your chimney, that superheated air can go through that crack and get to the framing of, of the home, and that's what you don't want. Right. Then that's you'll right. be calling that's me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just give me your number. Six zero one six zero nine five five four zero. All right, you know what? That calls for a break. Let's do that. <laughs> okay, uh, it's time for another break. And if you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I'm here talking with Seth Bledsoe and Shane McClendon. That's a chimney sweep and a general contractor. Here and ready to answer your questions about home improvement, join the show by calling 877-MPB-RING. Ring. That's 877-672-7464. We'll be right back. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email uh, to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And if you miss any of today's program want to hear it back, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, as I said, 877-MPB-RING. So let's just go straight to the phones now. Uh, where should I go first here, Java? Let's do Tim and Soche. What's going on, Tim? I was just calling about... Uh asked about that induction stove, whether it required a special cookware to, to work properly. Special cookware to yes. work with the induction stove that we talked about. Shane, yeah, you're saying it, yes? Yes, it does. Uh, not, not all pots and pans will work with the induction. I think all cast iron does. Um, so, yeah, if you get one, you're going to probably more, more than likely have to update your pots and pans, at least to some degree. Like I know half the one I'm getting a I've got an induction I haven't used it yet still working on that house going to hopefully move in soon but anyway I know I'm going to have to pitch about half my pots and pans really mm-hmm. okay so that's something to know when you go by mm-hmm. and it's a glass top so you may want to be real careful cast iron up well I mean it's it's durable yeah I mean it'll it'll scratch eventually but I mean it is a durable yeah I mean you don't want to drop anything on there but you know sliding around and stuff like that it's uh it's 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 durable for that okay uh tim does that help out yeah that answered my question thank you all right thanks well i never knew that so if you decide that you want this miracle unicorn stove that you're gonna need some pots and pans too yep (laughs) okay let's uh let's move on or or can we yeah let's move on to tom in spanish fort alabama what's going on tom how are you doing this morning? Very good. What's uh, going just, on with your chimney? Just, just wanted to share. Um, I had a chimney fire last winter. Oh, mm. tell um, us about that. So it might be uh, worth uh, uh, telling people about uh, what I think actually saved my house. What was that? So the the, the story we had a couple over had uh, just started a fire. Uh, my wife's sitting on the hearth. Suddenly we hear a sound that. I don't know, it sounded like air whooshing, and the fire flared, and uh, I realized that there was just a tremendous new draft going up the wind, up the chimney, and I ran out on the back deck, and I swear it looked like a Saturn rocket taking off, coming all sparks mm-hmm. and crap coming yeah, really? out of uh, the, the chimney. And uh, the, uh, the metal part of the chimney was already, uh, you know, that uh, you can see above the, the structure, was already starting to glow red. Wow. Um so uh, I got a, a got a hose going on that just to cool that off right. and uh, held my friend. But the one thing that I think saved my house is I thought to go back in there and shut the flue. You got yep. to cut the oxygen off to the fire. That's right. And uh, that was the, the, the law of unintended consequences caught up with me because that immediately stopped that chimney fire. But now I had three logs burning in the fireplace with no place for Right, right. <laughs> So I, here I am grabbing flaming logs with tongs. <laughs> Throwing them outside with tongs. I got away with just a few um, uh, burnt spots on the carpet. Burned a big spot in the yard where I was slinging burning logs out there. A lot of smoke but, in the house, uh, right? That's the cheapest house fire I've heard. About what the guy mentioned about that superheated air getting to the through a crack to the frame. Uh-huh. Like, oh, my God, the attic. 
Right. So I run up there to check that, and everything was fine. But in my rush, I went up to my thigh through the dining room ceiling. So, oh no! Uh, <laughs> but in the end, uh, I, I had sounds a like a Jerry Lewis skit, man. All okay. Good. Good. Well, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're okay as well. It's a good thing you got that damper shut. That does cut off cut off the airflow. Just shut the damper off, and that right. that stopped that whole Saturn rocket. Time. All right, Tom. Tom, you're going to have to fess up now. How long had it been since you cleaned your chimney at that point? About uh, five years. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Five now, years. We, we fooled ourselves into thinking that we had been using those. Um, anti-creosote logs that you can add and, oh wow we're gonna yeah. we're gonna they ask him about that here yeah i was gonna ask him about that well thank you for your call tom i really appreciate it you know what let's just use that to kick off everybody stops by and has to look at that thing during the winter because you're like really can i do i have to not call you if all i have to do is get this log they had they had these anti creosote logs that you burn that say that they clean your chimney. Tell us about those. Well, the idea behind those is not that they clean your chimney. Your chimney still needs to be clean, but the idea behind those are that they release a chemical that's supposed to neutralize the creosote to help uh, so that it won't flare up oh. and create a fire. The chimney still needs to be clean because the creosote's still there, and when you burn the log. The residue from the log is still going to be there. So, so what they're saying with this log is that they're just trying to make it less, of uh, less dangerous. Yeah, less fire. For, okay. Yeah. So, but that doesn't clean the chimney. That doesn't clean the chimney. Okay. There you go. Uh, let's go to, um, or can we now? Yeah. No. 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 Okay. An email. Here, I got an email. This one's neat. Uh, changing outdoors. Now, this is going to be kind of a, a kind of a. Since Shane, you're the remodeler. You're the you're the builder. You I've know how called, this works. I've been called worse. Right, so we'll take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, this lady asks: Would changing out my late '70s interior doors to newer type doors increase my home's value? So I'm going to leave that with Shane, the builder. You know, I'm I'm not real sure to be quite honest with you. I don't know uh, where you live at or. Uh, you know, essentially, you're looking at what you're competing with mm-hmm. in your neighborhood. And if everybody else has newer doors, then yes, it would help to update it and make it, you know, uh, make it look better, might help it sell faster. But as far as the value, I, I'm not positive, but I want to say whenever an appraiser comes through there, mm-hmm. he's looking to see if you have an interior door. He's not going to say, wow, this is this a, this is a, a new special door. door. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, you still have, you know, functional interior doors. I mean, right. I don't know if I would do it to try to increase the value of my home. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you've got some money you can spend on it and just want a fresher look, go for it. Right. You know, one of the things that uh, kind of makes me crack up on the show, people call and they want to do these remodels on their bathrooms and things like that. And they're always throwing out the blue toilets and, <laughs> and you know, and the green bathtubs and all that other stuff. You'd be surprised how many people are looking for that funky stuff to put in their home. So that door that's on that 1970s home may be just completely groovy to somebody else and desirable, you know. Uh, All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Going to go to the phone now. William's on the line in Columbus. What's going on, William? Uh, I've got a problem with the (laughs) evaporator. Is it in in my attic for my air conditioning system? Yes, sir. Uh, It's horizontal. Uh, uh, although it's uh, it, the labels are all all on it to, to for it to be mounted vertically, 
but the uh, connection holes, uh, duplicate connection holes, it's obviously can be positioned in either the horizontal or the vertical. But it's it's uh, uh, um, soaked on the inside apparently with water, so that it's cold on the bottom. The water goes to the bottom, obviously, and uh, because of the cold being transmitted by the by the water, it, it's condensing continuously on the outside uh, of the bottom. I should say it's like condensing mm-hmm. continuously on the bottom, and it's been that way for a month. And I can't understand why it doesn't dry itself out. Is it a new air conditioned unit? Uh, yeah. I mean, did they? I mean, they just put it in, or? Well, it's 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 a couple of years old, and uh, uh, as far as I can tell, I didn't pay any attention a year ago, uh, and uh, I had a problem with it uh, uh, this this year because of uh, the uh, the drain the drain got uh, got blocked and uh, and that's what's soaked it on the inside. The drain got blocked, but that's all cured and i got three drain alternatives on it now so that that can't ever happen again what's the age of the house well that that has nothing to do with it but that that well the the reason i'm asking is usually those panels are well insulated and they shouldn't condensate and condensation is always going to form on the outside oh you know the hottest unit it's a new unit and it's only the unit that that uh, it's a metal Obviously, metal unit about uh, thirty inches square and, and right, five well, feet long. Right, but what I'm getting at is you might not have uh, something may have Insulation. changed with the ventilation no, in your that's attic. Not the case. I I know I, I'm I'm an engineer. I know exactly the situation. I just can't figure out why it, why it won't dry up on the inside, and it's been that way for a month. Do you have any air movement up there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it worked. It's, it's worked for forty years uh, uh, that I've lived here, and the house is only a little bit older than that. What type of ventilation do you have for your attic? Oh, it's it's ventilated. All I want to know is what's happening on the inside that it that it won't. Because it was okay last year, and for the forty years before that, with an old right. unit, this is a up to the minute, you know, high performance. William, you have you have asked us a question on a second level from those that are present, so I am putting it out there to uh, any AC folks who can who are listening that hear what William's talking about and think they've got an idea. Give us a call eight seven seven MPB ring. William, we'll try to get an answer for you. All right, let's uh, let's keep on moving to uh, John and Jackson. A uh, question about grout haze. It sounds like a band name, you know. Okay, what's going yeah. on, John? Uh, nothing. Good morning. Yesterday, I laid down. Well, this earlier this week, I laid down uh, some new tile in the kitchen, and um, I washed the grout off as much as I could. But still, um, there's a, a bad haze on some of the tile. I was wondering what is the best method to remove it. Now, I have some very fine, very very fine sandpaper. No. But online, I've been I've seen some <laughs> acid-based chemicals. What's best? Yeah, do not use the sandpaper. Um, so usually, grout haze. Whenever I'm grouting showers, floors, whatever, uh, you know, you you put all your grout in your joints and you wipe it down and you go get you another clean bucket and you wipe it down again. You're going to have to wipe it about three times and changing your water out, water out each time. Now, if there's still some haze left over there, sometimes it'll come off with just a dry, you know, towel, um, you know, to kind of wipe it off. But at Home Depot and Lowe's, you can find a product that I like to use called um, Miracle Sealants. 
Um, they do have some grout haze remover. You can find that at any flooring store. Uh, it, they may have the specific grout haze remover at Home Depot or Lowe's, um, but the the, uh, the the product line that I like to use is 511 uh, Miracle Sealants. But anyway, they're, uh, they have an impregnator sealer that you can use as a grout haze remover. You'll have to read and follow label, label instructions on it because I never use it for a you know haze remover, but I know it. You can use uh, it has a, a use for that. Okay, so I would be using this chemical to remove the haze and to seal the grout. I think I can't. Don't quote me on this because, like I said, you're going to have to read and follow the label instructions on it. But you may you may cut it with some water or something if I remember correctly. Um, but yes, it'll also seal it too. That same product. Thank you. Sounds like a home run. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it, John. All right, uh, let's go real quick to Jim in Memphis. He's got a uh, oh a comment on that AC with uh, the air conditioning thing. What's going on, Jim? Hey, good morning. morning. Uh, I was just going to uh, throw this out to the gentleman that the uh, sounded like the uh, coil up in the attic uh-huh. condensing on the outside. Uh, I had the same problem. I couldn't figure out why it's not drying. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it was. You know, the insulation, there's some insulation around the piping and all that goes in that's around the uh, coil, mm-hmm. and that has come loose, and there's just some little uh, leaks from the ductwork and things around it that was blowing on that, uh, and uh, it, it was sweating. So check, check for uh, air leaks around that coil, and then check anything that should have insulation on it, uh, just make sure that insulation is tight, and that's um, that's what it was. I, I had the Great. same thing. I thought I had a leak in the pan, uh-huh. and it's like, but it never would dry out. But it's either it's either air getting outside of the ductwork, you know, conditioned uh-huh. air getting out outside of it, right? Or there's some insulation, you know, that's sweating. Okay, and I had two or three little bitty spots, and that's what it was. All right. Thank you, Jim. We appreciate it. Hopefully we can get another answer here real quick. Also, Tim is in Soche. You got a comment about um, uh, the AC again? What's going on, Tim? Yeah, many times people will put in a unit too big for their house, and it won't run long enough to dry the house out. It'll kick on and make the house cold quickly, and then the thermostat will cut it back off. So that humidity... It stays into the into the house. Now it may be accumulating in in his uh, unit. Being that makes sense. He might have been, might have thought he's trying to beat the system and, by by uh, getting a bigger unit. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it's it's critical that you balance your heat load and everything out with the size unit. You know. Right. All right. Thanks, Tim. We appreciate it. You know, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, It's our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein with contractors Shane McClendon and Chimney Sweep Sed Bledsoe and uh, talking this morning about those chimneys. And we've got a caller on the line, Laura and Preston. So what's going on, Laura? Uh, yes, I'd like to know how often I should uh, have a chimney sweep and how can I contact one in the Meridian area that's willing to come to Preston? 
How far is Preston from uh, Meridian? About an hour. Oh, okay. Um, so the question is, how? Uh, hang on. Let how me, often? How often? And uh, you said once a year. Well, yes, the National Fire Protection Association recommend that every fireplace be inspected annually. So that's how often it should be cleaned if you're burning it. And as far as the chimney sweep coming to Meridian, um, call me, 601-609-5540, and we'll come clean your chimney. Okay. Okay. I love this guy. I know, right? Uh, All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Laura. Appreciate it. Hey, um, let me ask you this: if uh, if a home homeowner before they start this year really wants to just check out and see if there's anything that they can see, is there anything that a that a layperson can see uh, that they need to look for? Well, they can get a flashlight and crawl up in the firebox and stick it up in the smoke chamber uh-huh. and flue to see if there's any sort of creosote, see if there's any blockages, see if they can see the sunlight uh, at the top of the chimney. That's a good idea. To make sure there's no blockages. I wouldn't recommend getting on the ladder going on top because a lot of the the roofs are very steep. Uh Uh, Sometimes a bird or raccoon will be able to nest up there. Uh, but that that's about it, short of calling a chimney sweep and having them come out and do the annual inspection that the National Fire Protection uh, recommends. So how often do you come across critters? Oh, every day, practically. Really? Oh, yes. In the they, chimneys? Uh, if, if the chimney does not have a cap on it, then birds, squirrels, snakes, ducks... You name it, they will get in there. Yes. Man, don't even. (laughs) I can't even (laughs) handle a snake coming down my chimney. That would just be too much. So really, uh, so do you get calls from people about, hey, I think I got a bird in my chimney? Absolutely, all the time. We pull nests out. Uh Uh, We pull out squirrels' nests, raccoons' nests. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ooh, ducks. Yes, the, the the ducks will get up there and they'll fall and they can't get back out again, so they'll die and they'll s- smell and oh, stink no. up the house. Yeah, I actually had uh, a customer of mine that went on vacation, uh-huh. came back and a squirrel had come through his chimney and mm. got inside his house and couldn't get back out and oh, chewed no. up all kinds of stuff. They oh no, tear the house up. Yeah, so close your flue before you leave. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Um, that is that is nuts. I uh, so what have you ever found? Uh, has anybody ever been injured in trying to take an animal out of a fireplace or a chimney? Uh, I, I tell you now, the raccoons uh, carry uh, rabies <laughs> right. and uh, so does the uh, the bats that we find in there sometimes. So you got to be very careful of how you remove some of the uh, animals that get in there. Boy, when you have a fireplace in your home, it's just a whole different thing to to worry about yeah that's why we're here jason right right (laughs) yeah is there any diy at all that you can do with the fireplace uh outside of painting the brick outside (laughs) (laughs) there's not a whole lot because everything is sort of uh inside of the fireplace and inside of the flue and up top on top of the home so it's kind of dangerous to get up there uh, just follow the basic instructions that they give you and, and, and call an expert to come out and take care yeah. of it to make sure you're in good shape. If I look up at my chimney and I see that little that little metal cap that's yes. on top there and it's all rusty and scaring me, is that something that I need to deal with? 
yes, uh, those caps don't last forever, especially the ones you buy from Lowe's that are made out of galvanized metal that rusts out. Yeah, I think mine was galvanized. Yeah, yeah. when we come out and, and put a cap on, it's stainless steel, so it'll last as long as you hold. They don't rust out. Oh, wow. Look at that. All right, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Really, thank you for coming out today. My this, this has been an absolute pleasure. We've had a, you know, I'm going to give you one more shot at this. Give me the number. Oh, <laughs> that number for Fireplace Chimney Sweep Solutions is 601-609-5540. Oh, and Shane was here. There we yeah, go. I was. It's all right. <laughs> now, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. Uh, uh, for uh, guest Shane McClendon. And uh, uh, by the way, you can find him at uh, ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com. <laughs> nice draw. ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com. Thanks. Uh, and said Bledsoe, uh, Fireplace Chimney Sweep Solutions. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned to our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.